The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. Daniel chapter 10 is one of the most fascinating chapters in Daniel when it comes to spiritual warfare and an insight into the heavenly places. How many of you know that there's a physical realm and there's a spiritual realm? We, we too often live on the physical realm and are totally unaware of the spiritual realm. And too many people are just not switched on to the spirit realm. I, I remember reading a book in, um, that was published in 1980, um, I think it was 1986, by an Italian-American guy called Frank Peretti. And, um, and he wrote a book called This Present Darkness. How many of you have read that book? I, I don't think I've ever read a book that had such insight. Uh, and I know it's fiction, but uh, it just gave insight into what happens in the spirit realm. Exaggerated? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But the fact is that there is a spirit realm. And if you're unaware, you are disadvantaged. If you're aware, then you actually set yourself up for success. And, and, and what Daniel chapter 10 does, it gives us incredible insight into the spirit realm and how to have success in that area. So let's, let's, let's get into it. Are you ready for it? So Daniel chapter 10, it opens up um, with the Daniel fast. So some of you have heard of the Daniel fast. This is where it's found in Daniel chapter 10. Here it is. Let's read from verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at oil till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl, his uh, face like the appearance of lightning, and his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and his feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Go down to verse 10. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and, my, and the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I've now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, from the, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I'd been left alone there with the king of Persia. Now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. Let's just put a a, a pause there for a second. Uh, because I, I just want to explain to you what, what we've just read there. Uh, first of all, let, let's just understand this, that number one, prayer and fasting gives us power in the spiritual realm. Prayer and fasting gives us power in the spiritual realm. Let, let me explain this. 
I believe that the battle is the Lord's. Does anybody else believe that? It says it in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20, verse 15, and in First Samuel chapter 17, verse 47, it says, the battle is the Lord's. That's what it says. The battle is not yours, but God's. But can I just help you understand that God actually enjoys partnering with us? This is the amazing thing, that God can do anything, but he chooses to partner with us. And so there's God's part and our part. Now, can I tell you right at the very onset that God's part is the major part? Because the battle is the Lord's. God's got it. But then what happens is that we either have one extreme or another. And the, other, and the two extremes are, where we've got to do it, we've got to do it, we've got to, we've got to work it, we've got to, if, it, if we don't do it, nothing happens. That's, that's one extreme where it's pressure, pressure, pressure. It's all works, works, works. And then the other extreme is, well, God's got it. I don't do anything. I just sit back, relax, and just let it happen. Both of them are extremes. And neither one is truth. So what is the truth? The truth is, find your part and play it. Find your bit and play it. And so here's Daniel. He's, he's, he's asking this question. Come on, I've read in the Bible that it says 70 years is the length of time for the exile. We studied this last week in chapter 9. How come we're still here and we see absolutely no, nothing at all of saying that this exile is about to finish? How many of you ever had a promise from God and you're sitting there and you can't even see it close? You can't even see it come close. How many of you How many of you need a breakthrough in that? You're sitting there and you're thinking, my goodness, I got a promise from God, but this thing seems a million miles away. Well, that's what Daniel was doing. He was saying, but I got a promise from God. I got it from the book of Jeremiah. 70 years, 70 years is up and we're still here. What's going on? And so what he did is that he decided to pray and then he decided to add to pray the secret weapon of fasting. How many of you know that when you add to prayer fasting, it takes it to another level? And so he decided that the type of fasting that he was going to do, we, we've actually called it the Daniel fast. And the Daniel fast is no pleasant food. So what does that mean? Well, if you're Italian, it means no lasagna, it means no salami, it means no prosciutto, no olives. No, no, we, no olives... For some people, it's not pleasant food. For my mother-in-law, it's not pleasant food. So maybe I might, might be able to take that off. No meat, no vino, no alcohol. And, and get hold of this. Not even, he didn't even anoint himself. He didn't, he didn't anoint. Now, how many of you know that for someone who's called John Oiliano, it's very hard to not oil. Sorry, just one of those dad jokes. Just really bad, I know. Just... The, the whole anointing of your body is just to put lotions on your body. And I know that all you men do that every single night, put those lotions. Oil of Juliana, we used to sell that. Or was it oil of Yulan? Someone cop, copied it out. Someone copied it. Okay. And, and basically, prayer and fasting is a humbling of yourself and, 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 and having such a hunger for the things of God that it supersedes your own hunger for other things. That's powerful. When you get to a point where you're so passionate for the things of God that the passions for other things take second place or third place or fourth place. And that's exactly what fasting is. Do you have a passion in your life? 
If you do, but your passion for God actually supersedes that, then that's fasting. And so a Daniel fast is, is, you know, if you're a chocoholic and you just gobble down chocolates by the kilos at night, but you're saying, you know what, my passion for God is more powerful than my passion for chocolate, and you put that aside, then that's like a Daniel fast. Okay, and so there's something about, about fighting your battles in the spirit realm, which is so powerful. And so, so we just, on Tuesday nights now, for the next four weeks, are doing the marriage course. So Joe and Peggy Tam, together with Anne and I, uh, are, are wanting to give couples principles on how to get their marriage stronger. But you know, the first night, which was last Tuesday night, The whole foundation for the course was laid on, you know what, there's a spiritual warfare that goes on to try to separate your marriage. And unless you understand that and understand that you've got to do battle in the spirit realm, you can get all the principles sorted out on the physical realm. But if you don't understand there's a battle in the spirit plane, then you're at a disadvantage. And And so we showed them the movie War Room. How many of you know that movie War Room, which gives insight into you've got to fight spiritually for, for, for your marriage and just understand that there's a spiritual battle on a spirit realm that you've got to fight. And that's what Daniel understood, that there was a battle in the spirit realm. So second thing that I want to bring to your attention is the power of a good name. So three times, three times the Archangel Gabriel says, Daniel... You're greatly loved. In Daniel 9.23, in Daniel 10.11, and Daniel 10.19, Daniel is referred to as a man who's greatly loved, greatly esteemed. Can I just say to you that a good name gives you power in the spirit realm? A good name makes you known in the spirit realm. And here's the big question. You might be known here, but are you known in heaven? Do they know your name in heaven? Is your name known in heaven? There's an incredible story in Acts chapter 19, verse 15. And this is a story about itinerant exorcists. They were Jewish exorcists. They would they'd actually, they'd, they'd actually go and, uh, to, to places where there were demon activity and people would pay them. They would pay them to exorcise the spirits. And so... So one particular day, they thought, wow, you know what, this apostle Paul, this poor fella, he's doing really well in this area, probably a lot better than us. Why don't we use his formula? And so, and Paul used to cast out devils in the name of Jesus. And so he went to this, this particular uh, person that was definitely um, uh, affected by spirits and said, in the name of the Jesus that Paul preachers, we cast you out. And these spirits started talking back. And this is what they said. They said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who the heck are you? That's in the JIV translation, incidentally, for those of you that don't have it. And so that was just so powerful. When I read that for the first time, I thought, wow, Paul is known in the heavenly realms. I mean, we all understand Jesus is known there, but Paul's name was whispered in the halls of hell with reverence and respect. Oh, that apostle Paul. Stay away from him because if you don't, mate, he's going to do you damage. He is powerful. Whispers in the heavenly realms. Here's a question. Is your name known in the spirit realm? Because Daniel's name was known up there. 
Daniel, you greatly esteemed up here. We all know about you. Daniel, you're greatly loved by our side and greatly hated by the bad side. Oh, I love that. I love the fact that, uh, that, that we are esteemed on the good side and actually hated on the bad side. It's a good thing to be hated on the bad side because then you really know whose side you're on. Can anybody say amen to that? So, so here's the question. What gives you a good name in the heavenly realm? How many of you want to know the answer to that question? Who gives? Maybe you need to come back next week. Huh? My time is coming up. Huh? I'm leaving you hanging there. Okay, very quickly. Here it is. Five points. Oh, it's already up on the screen. Here it is. Some of you will just take the photo and say, move on, Pastor John. We've got it. Here it is. How to get a good name in the spirit realm. Here it is. Number one, love God. Are you a God lover? Come on. A lot of people know God. It's not a, a lot of people know about God, but are you a God lover? Are you a, a passionate God lover? Are you known in the halls of heaven as being a God lover? Because I tell you, every Sunday I get a vision with God peering over the balcony of heaven saying, where are my God lovers? And do you know what? Those of you that are here today, I tell you, you got up this morning and someone said to you in the back of your mind, it is raining and miserable. Stay in bed a bit longer. But you fought it. You said, no, I'm going to go to the house of God. I'm going to worship God. I'm one of these God lovers. And you ripped off the blankets. You put the oil on your face. You did whatever you needed to do to make yourself look half presentable. And you came to, oh, some of you much more than half. Some of you amazingly presentable. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's talking about you now. That's who he's talking about, you right now. And, and you came because you're a God lover. Here's another point. God lovers. People that love righteousness. See, whose side are you on? There's the good side, there's the bad side. The good side, they're the people that love righteousness. Man, I love righteousness. Whenever I see righteousness, I cheer. I shout. Whenever I see generosity, I cheer. I shout. Whenever I see righteousness, I cheer and I shout. Whenever I see two little old people. You know the little old people that have been married for 35 years, John and Anne, Juliana, little, little old ones, holding hands, still in love. When I see, especially, you know, way past us, like Anne's parents that have been married for what, 60, 60, 63 years, they still clutch hands when they walk down the street. Huh? So they don't fall over. That's what he said. Nah, nah. The best place to hold your wife's hands in a shopping center. Keeps her out of the shops. Spends less money. <laughs> Come on, pay attention. I'm going to finish. And uh, this, I just, I love that. When I see righteousness, when I see love, when I see things that are pure and wholesome and holy, my heart rejoices. That's what makes your name known up there. How about this, people that live authentically? Can I just say to you that it doesn't matter how you live here, it's what they see in heaven that really counts. 
And so you can pull the wool over my eyes. And we've had people that have done that. They've pulled the wool over my eyes, but they can't pull the wool over the eyes of those from the balcony of heaven that are looking down into your life. Because I'm telling you, if there's incongruity between what you say here and how they see you living, you're not going to have power in heaven. But when they see congruity, when they see that there is authenticity in the way you live, in the way you walk, in the way you talk, it gives you power in the halls of heaven. Makes your name known in the halls of heaven. Here's another one, doing the right thing for others. You know, this whole thing, part of our culture is just loving others and helping others and blessing others and living a life beyond yourself. What a small life you live when it's all about me, 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 me. What a small world you live. But when you live a world for others, didn't you love watching Wally? Huh? Just Wally by himself setting up those hours Spent hours. You saw it just reduced into a small time. But his whole attitude is, I'm here to help others. It's not about me. It's about others. And we have 350 volunteers in this church that have made that decision. It's not about me. It's about others. And I'm telling you, what an incredible job that is. I got here at 7.30 this morning, but there were people like John McLennan that were already here. They were already here opening up the doors of the house ready for others, preparing for others. We had a prayer meeting at 8.15 with others that have come here just to make sure that everything's fine. The musicians, the singers, the sound people, everything's fine because they're living for others. I'm telling you, when you live for others, it's just awesome. And here it is, number five. You want to have a good name in the spirit realm, make your presence Make your presence felt. How do you do this? By prayer. Hey, by worship. Make your presence felt. There is nothing that lifts up. Matter of fact, the Bible in the book of Revelation calls our prayers an incense that rises up in the presence of God. Your prayers, your worship actually make your voice known in the halls of heaven. Every time you pray, every time you worship, that's why the enemy wants to stop you from praying, from worshiping, because he hates the fact that your voice is known in the halls of heaven. Is your voice known in the halls of heaven? Because you know how to pray, you know how to worship, you know how to lift up your voice. And this is what the angel said to Daniel. I have come because your voice was heard. Your words were heard. That which you spoke was heard in the halls of heaven and I've come because of that. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.